0: Good risings. I'm Brian and this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. You may recall last week we talked being equal. We're continuing down that same stream of thought this week and exploring what it is to be open. We got it started Monday by making a case for openness. Tuesday we disabled groupthink. Yesterday we considered the source and today we're getting to know the underdog. I wanna start by bringing to attention the underdog narrative. We've seen it in stories all around the world from ancient times to modern, from books to films, from news stories to musical theater. For one reason or another, we love to see the underdog win. Though the odds are stacked against him, though the task seems insurmountable, he perseveres and overcomes the giant against him. It's David and Goliath, it's Karate Kid, it's Harry Potter, it's School of Rock. The examples are truly endless. Why then, if we're so enamored by the idea of the odd man out overcoming, do we have so much trouble making space for the underdogs of our own world? There is, arguably, a great dissonance between who we perceive ourselves to be as a culture and who we are in action. And that great divide exists right now down to the individual. In the office place, we don't want people outshining us. In sports, we want to win. Financially, our wants come first. And politically, we often see the minority voice as a threat to our way of life. Watching this movie unfold, people loathe the bully that beats the smaller man down. We despise the corrupt boss who won't cut his struggling employee slack. In practice, we dismiss people's lived experiences. We tell the bullied it wasn't that bad. We tell the marginalized to work harder and find their way out. Meanwhile, in most cases, we can't truly put ourselves in their shoes or understand their level of hardship and suffering. They are the underdog. Now, oftentimes, the underdogs of our world have a big bark. I know from personal experience, though mine pales in comparison to others, that it's the result of having to overcome such a large number of obstacles just to experience comfort in the everyday world. Underdogs have to learn To fight for everyday survival emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, sometimes even physically. So it's no surprise that they've learned how to stand up for themselves in a big way. For one reason or another, the majority tends to see them as something else, something more like opposition. Or are majority voices framing the narrative in their mind that they themselves are the underdog of this story? I have to make a disclaimer here. I'm not someone who believes that every modern movement deserves some landslide victory. We've said on a number of occasions, progress takes time. People don't change overnight. And oftentimes, the louder the voice, the more likely people withdraw and move away. I'm also someone who recognizes the need for majority support in order to make real change happen, not just in elections, but so that the hearts of the people are on board with what's come and what's coming. After all, these are the people we spend our lives with, as strangers in passing, as neighbors, as could be friends and family. I believe real change happens in individual conversations. So I'm doing it a little bit differently today. I'm posing a few thoughts without an answer. If it serves you, consider your own response. And if you happen to find it interesting enough, I wonder what might come if we take the thought out into the world among family and friends. Why do we have such a hard time embracing the underdogs of our world? When we've identified with them all throughout history in our stories. Are the underdogs of our world in some way different? If so, how? Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Goodrisings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. We'll be back again tomorrow for the final day of our week on being open. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.
1: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.